the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mentelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today we are changing things up a bit And you may have noticed already one thing that's a change. This is Richard's wingman, Christy Stratton, and I'm not Richard. (laughs) I'm your host today. And here's the other thing that is a change. Richard is our guest today, and I'll be interviewing him. How's that for a change up? And Richard is on the phone with us. Richard, welcome. Thank you so much. This is a little bit strange. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm liking it. You're, you're getting to f- see what it's like on the other end. Now you'll understand how our guests feel there. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Hey, that's good insight. Friends, today we are going to learn more about Richard and Courageous Christianity. I thought you might enjoy learning more about him, his faith, and how Courageous Christianity came to be. And now, since I'm not a Marine, I don't have to share a disclaimer, but I'm sure Richard still needs to. Richard? Thank you. As a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. And Richard, will you do the honor of praying for us? I will. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to speak truth in fellowship, to speak to hearts and minds all over. Many of us, Lord, are struggling, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together and to hear the truth of your Word as it has shaped our lives and as it has the opportunity to shape our future for the good of your kingdom, Lord, and to glorify your name. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, 
friends. I'm sure most of you know that Richard is a colonel in the Marines and an airline pilot, but you may not know his story about how he became um, a, a believer in Christ, how he came to Christ. So I'd like to start with that and see where our conversation takes us. So, Richard, it's all you. Will you share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is an honor to testify to the work of Jesus in my life and how uh, my life is completely changed. Um, So I was raised Jewish, and I was bar mitzvahed. I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, and to a prominent Jewish family. And uh, we moved to the United States in uh, 1976. And my father was actually a surgeon in the Houston area. And uh, from time to time, I run into somebody who was his patient. And he brought heart and love to everything he did. And that's the house that I grew up in. In the late 90s, I married. And faith was not... uh, at the center of my life. God was not my focus. I was very much a secular being. And that marriage was a product of that secular perspective. My uh, wife at the time uh, was Christian, and as a Jew, we ended up in kind of a religious no-man's land. Uh, We didn't know what to do. Um, She thought in terms of Jesus, and Uh, As a Jew, I did not think in terms of Jesus, and I didn't know Jesus. And in fact, Jesus may have even been uh, a a constant intruder into my Jewish life uh, with all the Christian holidays that are uh, celebrated. And uh, about six years after we were married, uh, we had a son um, about uh, two years after we were married, and he had a uh, you know, his a circumcision according to Jewish law eight days after he was born. And then we just were in this no man's land. And uh, in 2003, I was flying a trip uh, as an airline pilot, and I'll never forget, it was a sunny day, and uh, we were leveling crews at about, I don't know, 37,000 feet or so, and I'm just kind of staring out my window. And a voice said to me, you need to learn about Christ. Mm. And a couple things were strange about it. Uh, I turned to the guy who I was flying with, and I said, did you say something? And he said, no. And so that was strange. That a voice just spoke to me out of the blue, so to speak. I can and imagine. And the other thing that was strange <laughs> is when that voice spoke to me, my heart did not feel hard. It did not feel resistant to Jesus, and as a matter of fact, It felt very uh, gentle and uh, even curious. And so that was a big change. Um, All of that took place outside myself. And I said to this guy I was flying with, uh, if I wanted to know more about Christ, what would I do? And it turned out he was the perfect person to ask, because for the next couple hours, we had a great conversation. And I was just drinking it all in. And then we landed, I remember, in Boston. And on the layover, I went to a bookstore, and I bought a red-letter Bible. And that was the beginning. And uh, after reading 
a chapter of the New Testament, then I would like feel guilty, like I was doing something wrong as a Jew. So I'd read a chapter of the Old Testament, and a chapter of the New, and a chapter of the Old. And as it all came together, there was just no way to deny the truth and the perfection of Jesus Christ, as foretold in the Old Testament, and explained and lived out in the New. Mm. And a couple months later. Uh, January 10th, to be precise, at a Cracker Barrel in Gary, Indiana. I was sitting with my little sister, um, and I just blurted out uh, that I was accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Mm. And that's that. Uh, What do you think? (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, you know, the thoughts that come to mind is... um, well, that's awesome. First, that's what I think. And I think uh, to, to me, it's so inspiring, you know, uh, to to the extent that um, not kind of hype and hopium to- sort of thing, but to hear someone's testimony, as you said, it's such an honor to testify for our Lord and that it completely changed you. And to, to hear this, you know, this path that you were on, this journey that you were on and you know, you were in that no man's land, and then you, you you came to a point of hearing quite possibly Christ, and that called you to uh, his word. And so I just think it's, I, I would guess a lot of people kind of may be uh, in that same sort of, on that same sort of journey. And so, you know, I'm thinking... They don't, maybe somebody who's listening is, uh, they don't feel so alone. But the question that comes to mind, and I heard you say you bought a red letter Bible, what really kind of then maybe solidified your faith after that journey and you blurted out, I'm accepting Jesus? Well, um, I was just talking to somebody the other day about faith and they're in a place of questioning, and as you and I have said on the show before, until people ask the question, they're not ready to hear the answer, and so I think the place of questioning is great, and there are some religions that discourage questioning, as though we're supposed to just say, Domino Nabisco shredded wheat, I accept all of this, and uh, it all happens, but I don't really think... uh, for most people, I think Scripture says that you have to be called. Nobody comes to me unless the Father calls them. And then it says nobody comes to the Father unless uh, they do so through me, so to speak. I'm the gate. And so um, I think I, I I walked a path similar to a lot of people where I had these questions. And as I read the Bible, because you have to read the Bible. I don't want to know... I don't want to know what somebody else thinks of God. I want to know God. And so if you wanted to know uh, how to change a kitchen faucet, you'd watch a YouTube video or you'd read instructions on how to change a kitchen faucet. And yet in the most important question of our lives, that being our faith, a lot of people just take somebody else's word for it. Mm. And I think that's totally weird. So I didn't want to take anybody else's word for it. And so I... uh started reading the Bible, and then when you do that, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you uniquely. Yeah. And I think that's 
the amazing thing. We each have an individual path. My path is not your path, and uh, the Holy Spirit will guide you, and certain words will resonate, and then your heart will be led. And so if you commit to the reading of it, and if you commit to being still and being with God, uh, not through somebody else's understanding, but in your own journey, I think a whole world opens up, and it's just such a gift and such joy and the more you know the more you learn and the more you learn the more you know and then it's just a change to your life yeah that completely changed that you talked about and i get that because it is said that the the word is living it is breathing and it in in absolutely i completely track with you because even in my journey different as you said than yours but that continued reading of the Bible and coming to that word, it's ever changing, but changing in a way that it's deepening my relationship, uh, my relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. And, you know, folks, that's what we're doing today. We're changing things up uh, <laughs> and we're focusing on Richard today, learning more about him. And we've learned a little bit about more about his journey as a Jew who came to believe in Christ. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Richard. I'm going to continue to change things up and interview him. And we'll be talking about how courageous Christianity came to being. You guys stay with us. I was lost in a crowded place. I was dying to be free. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. And we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission in this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And friends, I'm just letting that one roll a little bit. Why? Because Richard loves that song so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, I do too. (laughs) Friends, you might be wondering, where did Richard go? Well, you hear him on the line with us, and this is Christy Stratton, his wingman, and we're changing things up today a little bit. But don't worry. Don't worry. They'll be back to normal uh, soon. You not to worry whatsoever. 
uh, we thought we would uh, turn the table, so to speak, a little bit, and I would interview Richard because, you know, it's it's not necessarily something you want to get on the air and just talk about yourself. And Richard has been sharing with us how he came to faith, a Jew, a Jew who believes in Christ. And, you know, you all may be out there with uh, not the same journey, but a similar journey and wondering about, you know, this Jesus Christ and and what is Christianity all about. And so when we hear others' testimony, it can help us maybe even see the path a little bit clearer to uh, coming to Jesus as uh, Richard did. And, and as his relationship with Jesus Christ solidified, uh, a ministry came about and he was called to the next step like many of us are. And so Courageous Christianity uh, was born. And so, Richard, I would love to kind of continue on this discovery of your walk, your walk with faith. But now here comes the ministry, Courageous Christianity. How did that come about? Well, uh, if you don't mind my backing up for just a second, um, Pastor Jeff Neal said a couple weeks ago on the show that when he first accepted Christ, he still wasn't living for him. Mm. And uh, the same is true of me. Uh, if in January of 2004, I accepted Christ, um, and I started reading books about faith, and God put people in my path to help me about faith, but same with Pastor uh, Neil, I was not living for Jesus. I was living a very secular life, and I think my morality was more born of my parents and my family and my culture and my community, and less about me looking into the window of Scripture, as Pastor Jeff said, and seeing how am I like the person Jesus wants me to be? How do I need to change? What do I need to leave at the foot of the cross? And... I'll be quite honest and say that I don't think it was till maybe 2014 or even 15 uh, when I came back from a deployment from Afghanistan and some bad things happened and I had to turn to Christ because I was just at the end of myself. And that's when my faith got very real for me and I found the Bible to be uh, a, a guide, a daily guide. And it was when that hardship caused me to turn to Jesus wholeheartedly, so to speak, that I also gained sudden understanding about the ministry. And the more I gave my heart to Christ, the more understanding uh, with which I was entrusted. Mm -hmm. And it was as God entrusted me with understanding that I realized in the United States of America, there is an insurgency ongoing to overthrow this nation under God. And it was through that perspective that I then realized the tenets of insurgency and counterinsurgency absolutely applied. And not only that, the tenets of counterinsurgency, which is an attempt to put down a rebellion, helped explain some things about the Bible that I didn't really understand. And so 
For example, Jesus says, do not suppose that I come to bring peace. I do not come to bring peace but a sword. I will put a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. And it's like, well, hold on a second. What? How does this square with uh, our faith and what we know about Christ? And it was in this period that I came to understand um, that uh, there is a spiritual war going on, and that what we see in the United States is an extension of that spiritual war. And most Christians understand Jesus as a lamb, but they don't understand him as a warrior, nor do they understand this very unique type of warfare, which is called irregular warfare, which seeks not to kill people but to um, influence them and to gain legitimacy over them. And that's what the devil's trying to do, and it's what the insurgency in the United States is trying to do to control thinking and to control behavior. And Jesus was the original counterinsurgent, and he worked hard to put people to a decision, and that's what it means, do not suppose that I come to bring peace, uh, I come to bring a sword. And there's a place that says Scripture is as sharp as any two-edged sword. So through Scripture, he's going to put us to a decision. And so if you look at my instance, having been raised as a Jew, then um, this scripture from Joshua, I believe it's 2415, which says, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served across the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So would I serve the gods that my father served, the god that my father served, the god of Abraham as a Jew? Would I serve the gods of uh, the secular world in the land I was living, the gods of money and having a big house and having newer cars? Or would I serve the Lord? And it was in 2015, at that time, with those thoughts, that I realized that my mission was to explain this battlefield and help prepare Christians for this battlefield so that they could see you cannot serve two masters. You will either serve the gods of the land in which you're living or the Lord. And that was the beginning of uh, Courageous Christianity, the ministry. And um, the show then came from that, when uh, it was God's good time to make that happen. And there was a little something that happened in between there, right? A book? Yes. Um, so as I I, try, <laughs> I tried to put all of these thoughts on paper, and <laughs> as you may have gathered, I can fill pages with words. <laughs> and so I start writing this giant book about counterinsurgency, spiritual counterinsurgency and insurgency, and my now ex-wife said to me, nobody's going to read that book. And I'm like, what? But I'm writing so many words, and I'm working so hard on it. <laughs> and she said, this is a hard subject. You need to make it in bite-sized portions. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very good advice. And so I wrote a devotional uh, all through 2016 and 17, which was eventually published February, March of 18. And it explained a long time before any of the craziness really started to percolate to the surface of this nation, what was happening. And it was revealed to me through the Holy Spirit in prayer, and I just wrote everything that he said in my prayer journal, 
and uh, eventually that shaped a devotional, so a book that explains insurgency and counterinsurgency and some of these complex military concepts. But then it's a 40-day devotional that helps um, bring us around to the uh, understanding so that we can be effective in our faith, because our faith is what we're supposed to do 24-7, 365, and we're supposed to bring our faith to bear on the world and change the world. We're not supposed to just be Christians for an hour on Sunday and the rest of the time at the intersection of our faith and the world, we're backpedaling. Right. We're supposed to shape them. They're not supposed to shape us. Scripture says, do not be conformed to the world. Yeah, and I can so. I can speak to the book. I've been through it twice, and uh, it it definitely is bite-sized chunks. So that's good. And but I I can also speak to this insurgency and counterinsurgency as we've worked together building courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. This show that you're listening to right now, um, we I've now read it twice. One initially too, as we did the 40 day Bible study along with the shows and it's, it's, it itself is living and breathing um, because it's drawing me to the word and I'm learning more and I'm understanding. And, you know, folks uh, speaking about um, the, the spiritual war uh, that Richard wrote about in 2018 when it was published, it really is resonating now because it, it, he, you know, was given these words to share, and it does explain um, much of what you might be confused about out there. People are wondering where, you know, where is God? And um, so I just encourage you, it's called Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, and you can uh, get a copy on CourageousChristianity.today. That's CourageousChristianity.today. There's a Kindle version, and there's, you can also uh, order it online and and so Richard brings his uh, background, military background, and then again, his faith, his journey of faith to this perspective, this way of looking at, and, and folks, I'm just going to say it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, and I'm just so glad, Richard, that you can can uh, explain, this was your mission, is your mission, and then it's come so um, full circle uh, today to the show. And that's what we're talking about a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so when I was 17, I graduated from Taylor High School out toward Katy and went into uh, the Marines Reserves uh, in the Officer Training Corps where I went to college. And so it was always about the military, and then I was uh, flying attack jets, and then I went to the airlines. So truthfully, my life has always been about life and death. My adult life has always been about life and death. And I was already a pretty serious kid on top of that. So I think that uh, shapes a lot of things, and it shapes the seriousness with which I look at this. And although I fly airliners, and that's a very serious thing, and although I'm still in the Marines, and that's a very serious thing, nothing is more important than this ministry and helping people who are struggling to know Jesus in a more meaningful, purposeful way. And that's what our hope is today with this show, that you can hear someone who's walked the path uh, on this journey of seeking Christ, and nothing is more important. When we come back, we'll learn even more. Stay tuned. 
They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now, our veterans need your help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mindelow's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings us to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 shows on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. And friends, welcome back to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. I'm not Richard Mindelow. I'm Christy Stratton. I'm his wingman and... I have the honor to uh, interview Richard today, and we're turning the table, so to speak, a little bit here, uh, learning a little bit more about Richard. And we've talked, if you missed the first two segments, go back, catch them on podcast. You want to know, Richard shared a little bit more in detail about his journey to Christ over the years and how that led him to his ministry, uh, to Courageous Christianity, and even this show. And so it's a really beautiful story. And uh, I don't know if if you've heard other people's testimony. I always find such beauty in that and joy. It just, wow, just fills my heart. And so I think you'll find that to be a very uh, beautiful story to go back and, and listen to that. And, you know, you may be on a journey yourself and wondering, you know, I think I think I'm being called, you know, to Christ. What is all about this, you know, Christianity thing? I I, I really don't know the first thing to do. Do I go get a Bible? Do I talk to somebody? And oh, by the way, I'm kind of 
afraid of it all, maybe even. Uh, And so, Richard, I just wonder, what would you say to that person who maybe may be uh, called at this point, who is wondering, who is questioning? What would you say? Yeah, I think it's an important uh, thing to ask. And I think importantly, it might, uh, we might need to cover what it means to be called, because it's not necessarily that you receive a written invitation into the kingdom of God, but things will happen in your life that will point you there. And in talking to people, what I've found is that, uh, parentheses, I'm, per, coincidences, I'm doing the, the air quotes. Air quotes, yeah, we that. got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I got tongue twisted. There'll be all these little coincidences. So, for example, I was talking to somebody recently, and they said they had just been having this conversation with somebody else, and now here they are having this conversation with me, and it seems to have moved itself from the background of their consciousness to the foreground, as though there's some sort of motion. And I said, well, you've been called. And how are you going to answer that call? How are you going to answer that invitation in um my book, I kind of talk about it as being invited to a banquet with God. Could you imagine? Mm. And there's a story in the Bible about the wedding feast. And uh, these people are invited to the wedding feast, and they don't go. So uh, the guy who's having the feast says to the servants, go and get anybody. And so that story tells us that God invited the Jews, and they didn't answer his call. So he said, to the apostles, so to speak, go and invite everybody, which is all nations. And the Old Testament points to that. So that's the invitation. Maybe something horrible happens, uh, a deep struggle in your life like it did me, and you're like, man, I can't get through this. And I opened my Bible to Psalm 25, which uh, I ended up praying every night uh, because I'd be filled with anger and I would be filled with uh, heartache. And I would pray Psalm 25, which is God reassuring uh, David that he will not uh, be put to shame. And so uh, that's the calling part of it. And then the rest is our response to that calling. You can keep doing what you're doing and kind of ignore it. And then I think what happens is the dissonance in your life grows. There starts to be this growing conflict between the world and uh, what you are being asked to consider in the kingdom of God. And um, that conflict will eventually find expression. Uh, And if you ignore it, then I think uh, the dissonance continues and uh, the pain continues. And that feeling that something is wrong, something is out of place, everything around me is a lie. I would just want to know something that's true. And so for me, that truth is the Bible. And so what I always say to people is, You know, this is not about religion. This is about you dining with God, and he spreads this banquet, and he doesn't want to know about you from somebody else. And if you had a child, you wouldn't want to call somebody and say, hey, how's my son doing? You want to call your son, and you want to talk to them, or your daughter. And so God wants to talk to us. He doesn't want to hear about us from a rabbi or a priest. He wants to have a conversation with us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Uh, We're made in His image to have a relationship with Him and to serve. And so, as we answer that call, uh, 
the first question is to understand more about the nature of God. And so we do that through the Bible, where we read, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to us and clarifies. And just like a father wants to know their child, and uh, you know something that's interesting to me is you hear stories about orphans and how they always want to know their birth parents. Mm -hmm. Even if they're adopted into these wonderful families, they want to know their birth parents. Well, our souls, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it too well. Your soul knows uh, the truth, and your soul knows that uh, it, it wants to know its birth father. And it wants to know the truth, and as long as we deny that truth, we live in pain, and our souls live in that dissonance. And so that's the kind of thing I say when I run into people, and we talk about this, and I say... Don't worry about your family, and don't worry about what religion you are, and don't even worry about religion, because a lot of crazy stuff is done in the name of religion, and a lot of times people have met Christians who didn't walk their faith out well, and it left a bad taste in their mouth, and they're saying, now I, don't, I want no part of Christianity because of this crazy person that I met. And people are people, and people are wacky, and so don't take somebody else's word for it. Seek the Word of God. Seek Him at that banquet table, in his kingdom, on his throne, as a child who through Christ is given the opportunity to come into his presence and say, Lord, I, I, I want to serve you, I want to be your child, I want to know you, help me in this situation, lift me up. And the final thing I would say that is so important, and if there's one thing I would ask people to hear, it is that we're all messed up. We're all filthy. Compared to the righteousness of God, we are all covered up in mud. And so in that mud, whatever it is, whether it's bad relationships or bad behavior or a DUI or a porn addiction or whatever it is, you are not too foul to come to the Father who loves you and gave his Son for you so as to, to drape you in these beautifully clean, white, glowing robes, and say, come to me, come and talk to me. I, I want to help you. I want to know you. And uh, I know I've gone on a long time, but I'd like to just say this one more thing, and that is one of the most awesome verses in the Bible, Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 19. And this is the creator of the universe, and he says to Isaiah, and by extension, he says this to all of us, he says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. And so nothing about us is too dirty. Nothing about us is, is uh, too foul for us to come to him as he beckons and says, come, let us reason together. And he knows all anyway, so there's no hiding anything. So it's just uh, may as well just bring it to him and leave it at the foot of the cross where you can find true peace and, and uh, love. Yeah. And I know that was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I, you ask a question, you get a response, right? <laughs> no, but there's so much good in that. And there's several questions I want to ask. We want to have enough time for them. But, um, you know, in all of that, um, I, and we may we may have to come back to this because this is the question that keeps coming up. We speak to on this show a lot is read the Bible. And I wonder sometimes if folks who are listening are like, 
okay, I hear you say, read the Bible. And, and much of what you just spoke about, Richard, was read the Bible. Is there a way for a person who's not, you know, who is being called on that journey, is there a way that you can explain for that person what in fact is going to happen as they read the Bible? And we've just got about a minute, so, you know, short and sweet. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Um, if you read Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew, it will tell you a lot about the chronology of Jesus' life mm-hmm. and some of the things Jesus said. So that would be Matthew chapter 1, the book of Matthew. If you read the book of John, it speaks more to the heart of God. John chapter 1 talks about who Jesus is and how he came from God and how he's with God and how he's God's Son. And so that's a a good place to start. And then Romans chapter 1 also, as you read these things, I think that will help get you started, and then you'll get interested in something else, and God will lead you around the Bible. Yeah, thank you. And I think that's a good uh, direction to start there, Read More questions will come about, and we hope that you will continue to question, right? That, that's good. You want to question, and it means that you're seeking more information. And of course, we're here as a resource, and you can always reach out to us, CourageousChristianity.today. Uh, you can always reach us on our Facebook or Instagram pages as well at Courageous Christianity. We want to talk with you about these things because we we have been called and we read the Bible. And so I hope you're enjoying uh, enjoying hearing a little bit more about Richard and are ready to take that next step. When we come back, final thoughts. Stay tuned. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281 656 1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the street lights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Friends, we're back, and I'm interviewing Richard today, and so you're tuning into Courageous Christianity, and you might be wondering, wait a second, that's not Richard's voice. That's Christie's. I'm his wingman. I'm Richard's wingman, and honored to uh, to be his wingman for sure. We've been on a journey ourselves today. Uh, we've been learning about Richard and how he's came to his faith a little bit more about that. You you hear about it from time to time on the show, uh, but he shared his journey and then the journey of coming to uh, Courageous Christianity and how that was born and uh, just so grateful to God uh, where we are with the show and the ministry today. And, you know, I think it's just a message uh, right now that resonates more than ever before. And 
And then we came to looking at uh, your own searching, your own journey. And Richard shared with us uh, what you hear us talk a lot about is read the Bible. But the li- the Bible is, you know, living and breathing. And uh, Richard shared some really great um, next steps for you if you are wondering about Christianity, uh, your walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, to start with the book of Matthew, go to the book of John and Romans. And I, you know, just for me personally, I promise you, your your mind, your heart, uh, your eyes, everything will be opened as you continue to read the word. And uh, we're here to to walk along with you on that path, on that journey. And and so as we come into the fourth segment, we've been talking about, yes, that ministry and specifically Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow, the show, the show that you're listening to right now. I'm just wondering, you know, people have misconceptions about Christianity, but Richard, I wonder, do you think people might have some misconceptions about the show Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow? Absolutely, I do. In fact, um, a good friend of mine, uh, who's an absolutely amazing person and a very gentle and loving Christian, and he, uh, when we're on layovers in these uh, cities all over the world, he'll uh, we've flown together, and he'll collect up stuff from people's hotel rooms, their slippers, their soaps, and uh, then he'll go give them to the homeless, and. He has a very gentle heart for the homeless. And he read my book, and he said, it sounds like you're trying to start a war. And so I think that's a misconception, because as Christians have been taught to think about Christ strictly as a lamb, they miss the fact that he's a warrior. Mm. And at the intersection of our faith in the secular world, we're supposed to be warriors, and we're supposed to put people to a life-and-death decision. I told you my whole life has been life and death. Well, this ministry is an extension of that. And so it's not that I'm trying to start a war. Uh, an expression we have in the Marine Corps is, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, I'm a Marine, and so that's about war, and it doesn't mean everything is about war. I get that. But the Bible is entirely about war. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the serpent uh, starts lying to Eve, and uh, all the way to Revelation chapter 22, the entire Bible is about war. And if we uh, don't remind ourselves on a daily basis that we are warriors, and this is about war, and it's about putting people to decisions in love, not in judgment, Uh, And it's also about hearing God's voice in our own lives. And so if you read the Bible and you hear about uh, the homeless and that resonates with you and uh, the cries of the orphans or widows are what really uh, brings you to tears, then that's your corner of the battlefield and, and that's your function in God's kingdom and that's why he makes you the way he does, and you hear those things in the Bible. And he's made me the way he's made me, and I hear the voice of a warrior king who says, we're at war, you are a watchman, you're on the wall, and if you see this bad stuff and you say nothing about it, then the blood of the people is on your head. But if you see this stuff and you tell them and they do nothing, then the blood is their blood is on their heads. And that's a quote from the Old Testament. And so... I'm not trying to start war, 
But what I am saying is the reason why everything in this nation and in this world looks as crazy as it does, for example, the egg of a bald eagle is protected by law because it will one day be a bald eagle, but the egg of a human being is not. And abortion is just happy, and people on Capitol Hill or wherever are clapping their hands at abortion. So things don't get that crazy by accident. There is a war. It's the entire context of our time on Earth. And the question is, what is our corner of the battlefield, and how can we use our talents, experiences, and uh, individuality to give warning and to provide comfort and to feed and to clothe and to prepare and to warn. Yeah, and I th- you, you used the word dissonance earlier in the show, and I, I'm just thinking about the listeners out there and thinking, okay, so if you have a misconception and you do think, you know, what is this warrior war thing all about, um, I would encourage you to be looking at, you know, where you are feeling this misalignment, this dissonance, and to come to, you know, this show, uh, maybe the book, Right Makes Might, uh, even to Christianity with just a curious mind. And because when you come with that curiosity, uh, you you may see this perspective. And so... Richard, thanks for thinking uh, or sharing that with us. And I think it's important. I, th- I think it's important for the listeners to hear that, that it really is about warriors for Christ in love. And so uh, I would just uh, wonder, any final thoughts? Yeah, um, I think it's very important when we say everything you do is in love to remember that the definition of love is not what we think it is. Right. It's not telling people things they want to hear. It's not being liked. Uh, Love is not all of this Hollywood nonsense. Love is truth. Love is saying to somebody, what you're doing is not right, and the consequences are not going to be good. Love is not helping people off the road into the ditch with all of this kinder, gentler nonsense that says you can be anything you want and everybody around you is going to bend to your will. Love is saying to people, this is a life and death choice. God has shown us what is good, and I'm not going to sit here and watch you throw yourself off a spiritual cliff and say nothing. And so... Final thoughts, Micah chapter 6, verse 8 comes to me. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And And so that's the opportunity. Yeah, it is the opportunity. And I think that uh, leads us to a perfect time for our moment of truth. As you know, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture which informs our discussion we do this to remind ourselves that god's word is our first refuge that it's always relevant and that it never fails and of course as a good wingman and your host today although i'm not richard i must make sure to include our moment of truth so our moment of truth comes from romans 12 21 today do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good I thought this was appropriate, as it is the chosen verse for courageous Christianity. And that leads us right to our quote of the day. 
And today we have another verse instead of a quote. And this was God inspired. And you just can see how God works in such amazing ways because we were just speaking about love. And so today our quote slash verse of the day is first Corinthians six fourteen. Let all that you do be done in love. And thinking about our moment of truth verse, uh, do not become, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I thought what truly overcomes evil that's love. And so I looked for a quote to exemplify overcoming evil with love, but couldn't find one that truly fit a verse seemed more appropriate after all God is love. And so as I think about Richard, this radio show, the ministry of courageous Christianity in these verses, I think about love, the love of Christ that drew Richard to him, the love that Richard gives to so many in the world, the love this show hopefully brings to those who listen and the love that we are blessed to give through the ministry of courageous Christianity. So I wonder today, today, what can you give? What love can you give? It is a choice. God gives us the freedom to choose evil or good, hate or love. It's my hope that by hearing about Richard's walk with the Lord and more about courageous Christianity and even the misconceptions that you'll be inspired uh, to choose good and to choose love because choosing love is courageous Christianity. Richard, thanks for joining us today and allowing me to turn the tables, so to speak. Thank you for having me, Christy. It's been very enlightening, and uh, I, you know, just pray that the listeners have heard your journey, know that they're not alone uh, on their journey, that there are steps that they can take, and that maybe they are being called. And, you know, you don't know where God will lead you, and if uh, what I do know is he'll lead you to better places than you could have ever imagined. And you, you've seen that in Richard's background where he talked about coming from a place of uh, suffering, of hardship. And many people ha- have uh, when they were called to Christ, myself included. And so I just encourage you all again, you know, write that down. Go to the book of Matthew, John and Romans. And to you all, thanks for joining Richard and me today. We hope you'll continue to join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, the word at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. On behalf of Richard, we are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. (laughs) 